Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. My name is Tanner, and in today's episode, we are going to talk about good business versus bad business, and I'm going to give you a secret strategy that's going to help you grow your business exponentially for the rest of your life. It's a simple strategy that not only you can take and use in your personal life, but in your business life as well. And because we are such busy entrepreneurs and business owners, sometimes those get intertwined and we can't shut off the switch. Okay. I, I shut off my switch uh, probably six years ago when I worked a nine to five, I would go home at five o'clock and shut off the switch. I have yet to shut off my switch. Uh, so the things that we do in our personal life transition to the things we do in business. And this is a good episode to help you see just a particular situation where, you know, I learned a really valuable lesson and I think you will too. The big question you need to ask yourself every day is, do I own a job or do I own a business? And unfortunately, the majority of contractors out there own a job. That's right, they're a slave to their own business. But the other side of the fence is so much greener, it's so much better, and that's when you're finally fully in control of your destiny, your freedom, your time, and that's what Contractor Secrets is about. It's about taking back our time, building a business with systems, standards, values, procedures, putting yourself in the driver's seat, and that's what it's about. So I'm excited. I'm happy to have you here. Let's dive into the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? So today, I want to talk to you about the difference between good business and bad business. And that not only has to do with how you portray yourself to your customers, but it can also have to deal with how you interact with your employees. You know, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to business, you unfortunately, you know, you have the deck stacked against you. I think there's a lot of you know, companies that I look up, um, you know, and just kind of just being a fan of business. And I, and I see what people are saying in terms of reviews and how companies respond to those reviews. You know, it, it's never a good look, no matter what the situation is, because you are the business. And the last thing I would ever want is for anyone listening to this podcast or anyone in general that owns a business to allow their emotions of the situation, whatever it is, to take over the reputation of the business in that moment. And I think some of us had had situations like that where, you know, we may have gotten a little short with customers because maybe they didn't understand something and they're maybe, you know, calling you out on something that you don't deserve to be called out on or whatever the situation is. Remember, we're dealing with the general public. So situations arise that we can't foresee. But what we can do is we can plan how we approach situations, how we can make sure that we try to keep people as happy as possible. And, you know, one thing my mom used to tell me whenever I used to, uh, you know, talk back or, you know, I didn't like being reprimanded as a kid. She said, hold your tongue. You know, and that was one thing that um, I had to actually transition into business because I take things personally, like many of us do when it comes to, you know, accusations of, you know, uh, you know, whatever situation could occur in business. I, I, I have so many to think of and I'm trying to find the best one to kind of bridge the gap between this analogy. I'd say, you know, a particular situation would be a customer telling me that our price is too high, you know, and it's like one of those things where it's like, you know, if you ask the general public, which sometimes I do, um, not the general public, like uh, uh, the general, you know, consensus of like contractors, like what you say when a customer says the price is too high. And that's something I posted uh, in, the, in the painting contractors Facebook group. And, uh, you know, you get so many responses and a lot of these guys, you know, take it personally and they say, well, good luck or, you know, have fun. 
you know, when the other guy, or it's going to be double when you call us back, you know? And it's like one of those things that you've got to control your emotions. Of course, all of us are thinking that like our price is too high. Do you know how much we pay to make sure that you get a phenomenal experience? Do you know the type of technology we have in place to ensure that you're communicated with and your jobs are scheduled perfectly? Do you know the testimonials we've gotten from happy customers and you're telling me my price is too high like of course we want to unload uh on that particular customer when they tell us that because we know we're not taking advantage of them we know our price isn't too high and they seem to feel like it is so that's a good analogy of just kind of really what we want to say and what we say to protect the reputation and protect the uh, the mood of the business interaction. And you know what? It could lead to potential work. If you, if you answer with grace by grace, Hey, thank you so much. You know, and, and this is mostly for people that, you know, just aren't going to come close to even a negotiation point. You say, listen, thank you so much. I just want to let you know that not all painting companies are the same. You know, we do offer uh, a little bit different of a process. And I'd say that although numbers and scope are tangible, our intangibles are what separate us from the competition, not price. So one of those things, you know, to say or just rehearsed, just so when that comes up, you can leave the conversation with grace. So they might think, you know what? Wow, that's a good company. Maybe when, you know, the time comes where I can afford their services, I'll call them back for something else, or maybe I'll refer them to somebody else. So there's a few things that you need to think about in terms of how you approach specific situations in business. Let me give you an example where this topic came up from, and it was actually my uh, crown molding and baseboard vendor. Um, and essentially what happened is, is I had placed an order for a specific crown molding that I thought they had in stock, but apparently they don't stock it. They are a mill factory, so they make crown molding. So I ordered 80 pieces after already ordering 160 pieces for two jobs. So I had a customer that said he had three houses. I already purchased the two sets of crown molding. Uh, there was somebody in the house uh, of the third house that got COVID. And, you know, essentially what happened was is the person got COVID and they canceled the third job after I'd already ordered the 80 pieces. But essentially, I didn't receive the 80 pieces and it's a common board so they can resell it. So it's not like you know, a situation where if I went to Sherwin Williams or I went to a paint store and I ordered, you know, rustic red, you know, 20 gallons of it. And I said, Hey, my customer canceled. It'd be so hard for them to sell 20 gallons of rustic red that obviously I would have to pay for that because I ordered it, even though I didn't receive it. But with this company, I ordered 80 pieces of something that could easily be resold because it's a stock board. It's something six inches. Okay. And I order so much crown molding and baseboard from this place. Not only do I do that, I drive an extra 35 minutes or I have someone drive an extra 35 minutes from the next millwork factory because of my loyalty to this place. And they charged me a 25% restocking fee when number one, the situation was completely out of my hands because the person got COVID and they knew it. And number two, I didn't receive the goods. Number three, they could easily resell those goods, okay? And number four, I never signed anything that said that there'd be a 25% restocking fee. And they knew all these things. The person who was the representative of the company refused to allow any sort of deviation from their standpoint of the $450 charge that I'd have to pay. They wouldn't budge. And they even sent me a copy of a contract that had no signature, you know, but it was their emotions taking over 
because they knew that they were wrong. And I'm bringing this together because sometimes we are wrong as businesses, okay? Sometimes we mess up. And sometimes we have our own internal issues that don't allow us to admit that we're wrong in our own personal life. So when it comes time for us to admit that we're wrong in business, it's like it doesn't exist. And I pretty much said, hey, listen, number one, I'm going to dispute this charge anyway. My bank is going to give me the money back. And number two, I'm not going to be using you again, just based off of how you're handling the situation. You know, she's using vulgar language and ty typing to me in all caps. I mean, I, I can't, I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was, this was, and I, and I, and my last message to this person was, don't forget you're representing a business. And they typed in all caps, you know, another phrase that I won't mention here, but it was just the, the representative of the business utilized probably what they do in their personal life to communicate with me. And when, when they were under stress or they felt attacked. Okay. And because of that, because they didn't handle the situation with grace, I will never use them again. And I will go to a more convenient location and spend my money elsewhere. Now, maybe they don't need my business. That's fine. But am I the only one that they're doing this to? Probably not. You know, so my thing is, is even though we're wrong now, what, the first part of this was when we were right and how we handle things when we're right and we know we're right. And instead of getting offended that we're being attacked, we come at them in a way of grace. Guess what? Same thing happens when we're wrong. I've been wrong a lot of times in business. Uh, I've had concrete peel up. I've had workers not do what they're supposed to. I'd have people mess up. I messed up on uh, the scope of work. And, you know, there's been situations where. I've been wrong many times and the initial reaction, honestly, our, our primal interaction is to defend ourselves. Okay. And to bulk up and be like, you know, well, this, 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 and deflect the blame. Maybe some of us do this in our personal life. Okay. But the reality of the situation is when you do it, when you're representing a business, you're not just affecting your personal life. You're affecting everyone else. That's a part of that business. And you're potentially affecting future customers from interacting with your business because maybe they read a review or maybe they hear something negative about how you handled a situation. So the theme of this is handle every situation, no matter if you're right or wrong with grace, even though it's the hard path to take, even though it's the path of 100% resistance, it's the one that you do not want to take in those situations. And, and I know this for a fact because I'm guilty of it too, but I have to literally talk to myself and be like, okay, listen, Right now, I want to respond to this like like anger text. Right now, right now, I want to I want to you know say my opinion and win this argument with this customer, win this uh, disagreement. I want to say what's on my mind, but I have to step back and say, is this action going to propel my business forward or is it going to degress my business? And if the answer is the latter, then I have to say, you know what, it isn't worth this this little bit of satisf satisfaction I'm going to get from saying what's on my mind, saying my piece. And I suggest if this is a habit of yours in your personal life, maybe with a spouse, a significant other, you just have to get it out, even though you know it's the wrong thing to say, even though you know it's not going to propel your relationship or digress your relationship, guess what? <laughs> the principle is congruent, guys. Okay, so practice it in your personal life. So when the opportunity arises in your business life, you know how to handle it with grace. Last example I'm going to give you. I used to work at a fine dining, quote unquote, restaurant that also converted into a nightclub. It was a mess. I mean, but it was a really good restaurant. We had a really good chef, but just the system sucked. I mean, 
if I could coach business to them back in the day, they wouldn't want to hear from me because I tell them you need to stop doing the nightlife and focus on the restaurant or just do the nightlife because it was crazy trying to balance both. Okay. I remember the restaurant being in such chaos where people who were coming in for a special evening of 10 or 12 people for a graduation at college university. Okay. It was a college town. So they would come in with their families after graduating and be one of the most exciting evenings of their life. And they're sitting there an hour without appetizers. <laughs> um, and you can visibly see the frustration. The conversations are dying down. The, the mood of the table is just like, you know, people are playing on their phones when there should be food coming. And I mean, if you can imagine the embarrassment, the frustration, uh, think of whatever you're thinking, multiply it times 100, being the guy that they look at, wondering where their food is and wondering what is going on, okay? And at that time, I had no choice but to handle the situation with grace, not only with the customer, but the chef. Because if I don't handle the situation with the chef properly, chaos grows even further. So let's bridge that gap between what the heck I'm talking about right now. When your customers are angry about something, and maybe your employees didn't do something the right way, you need to be a sponge. You need to soak up the heat from the customer, okay? And then you need to gently squeeze it out on top of your employees, okay? Take that analogy to the bank, all right? This is about making sure that you're absorbing the blow. You've got to be the buffer in between the customer and the employees because if you if you go at your employees and say, that customer just read me out, you guys aren't doing this, 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 and this right, you know, this is ridiculous, what are you going to do? Create chaos, and it's going to create an even greater issue. So you need to have a buffer, okay? And that is being centered. You got to take it. You got to say, okay, everything that happens in this business is my fault. That's it. Whether you didn't train properly, whether you didn't oversee properly, whether you didn't hire properly, whether you didn't make the right promises properly, whether you didn't make sure that the promises were relayed and filled, everything is your fault. And when you have that level of understanding and you get rid of your ego, your business will flourish because nothing can stop you. Handle your situations when you're right with grace, when you're wrong with grace, and with your employees with grace, and you will be successful. So that is what I got for you today. You guys rock. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to these. I don't know where you all come from. I'm just thankful. So I look forward to connecting with you some way or another. If you would like me to do a personal one-on-one -on -one free coaching with you for 30, 45 minutes, there's literally nothing else I'd rather do in my day. So if you're interested in doing that, please let me know. I'll reach out to you. We'll drop a link somewhere where you can book a date and a time, discuss your business, what's going on. So thanks again, guys. Have a great day. Drip Jobs CRM is finally here. That's right. So Drip Jobs is an automation platform for contractors, home service professionals that's going to automatically follow up with your customers. It's going to allow you to send invoices, estimates. It's going to allow you to send out blast marketing emails to individuals based on where they are in the buying process. This software is next level. And I'm reaching out to you. You're a listener of this podcast, and I want you to be one of the first ones to give it a shot. 
So if you want to see what Drip Jobs can do for your business, I'd love for you to head over to dripjobs.com, sign up for a free demo and get your team involved and let us sit with you and show you how powerful this software is. It's going to save you time. It's going to make you money and you're going to love the features that are built into Drip Jobs. So if you want to check it out, head over to dripjobs.com and we will give you first priority being a podcast listener uh, to be one of the very first to try out Drip Jobs in your home service business. I'm super excited to share that with you and I'll catch you on the next episode.